Welcome back to Global LPG Conversations, Argus's podcast in which we look at various supply, demand and pricing dynamics around the world of LPG. Today we are focusing on Asia Pacific, and in particular China, and in particular within that the petrochemical sector, which is obviously very important to the global um, balance and global pricing and so forth. So today I have with me our senior editor, Esther Fuhr, based in Singapore. Hello, Esther. Hi, David. And we also have our editor, Francis Go, also in Singapore. Hello, Francis. Hello. Um, and these are our real experts on the Asian markets. I'm sure a lot of our listeners know um, these two ladies uh, personally from various meetings and so forth. So we thought we'd check back in about what's been going on in Asia and get an overview on that. So let's get straight into it. So um, Esther, let's start with you. Um, we are just getting to the end of the third quarter. Uh, can you just characterize the pricing trend in Asia in both propane and butane at the moment? What's what's driving that? Well, it is our view that the trend from here, um, at least for the next couple of months, is going up for sure. Um, mostly we're seeing the impact of the OPEC cuts. Um, and, you know, most most of us would agree that we're seeing some effect of um, to the extent of about two, two to four VLGC uh, reduction of LPG volumes. Uh, per month, um, you know, say for example, from Saudi's ATC, we're seeing that kind of volume cutback uh, in terms of the spot availability in the market, and that's that's making an impact. Um, and we think that that is going to continue um, till the end of this year. Um, having talked about production um, and export cutback, um, cost-wise, we are seeing high freight rates. Um, as everybody knows, we're kind of at a record high for freight rates now, um, and we're not kind of, we're not expecting to see uh, that freight rates easing off until at least maybe Q2 next year. And, and so with less volume, um, high cost, uh, we, we really don't see how prices will uh, come down dramatically from here. Um, and, you know, with lots of uh, exports and production coming from the U.S. as well, you know, we, we do see a lot of uh, flow on the waters and that, that is that's another factor that will keep uh, freight rates up. Um, and not forgetting, um, you know, the, the sporadic Panama uh, Canal delays that we um, have to, that, that we see on the market, that's got the, um, you know, bullish uh, factor on the price as well. So, so all that is kind of very consistent with, um, you know, price continuing to have the kind of support that we're seeing right now. Um, and just one more factor to add in on the demand side, um, China uh, is still very much the driving force. Um, we're still seeing and expecting, uh, I mean, you know, we've seen about four um, PDH, new PDH come up already in China in the first half of this year. And we're expecting another uh, maybe six uh, new PDH to come up for the rest of this year and another four next year. So I would say um, demand is pretty healthy um, from, you know, China, just based on the number of projects that they have um, already scheduled uh, coming on okay. stream. Brilliant. Okay, so that's uh, so. If I'm just to summarize the way you characterize the market, we've obviously seen Q2. We saw some really low prices, but things have picked up then with the higher crude price and the less the the lack of supply or the lower supply due to the OPEC. And then obviously freight is really becoming more important at at the moment. And then you mentioned PDH. Right. Yeah, you mentioned uh, PDH uh, continue to absorb volumes, and um, over the past sort of year, two years. 
we've seen a continuation in the growth of that sector, although it has obviously, as we've covered, I think, in our publications extensively, been a situation with a lot of negative margins and, and so forth. So if I just move to you, Francis, like what's the latest on that and how is that that going for PDH at the moment? I guess for Chinese import volume for this year, it seems on target to reach 32 million tonnes compared to 25 million tonnes last year, all thanks to these new builds of PDH. So, um, and having looked at uh, the cargo premiums that a buyers had paid for this year, they were all in positive territory except for in August. So, I mean, based on simply import volumes and um, where the cash differentials has been trading so far this year, um, it actually bodes quite well for how Chinese demand has been, has behaved. So um, the Chinese PGH sector had done quite okay in Q2 when prices of, of propane took a dive after the um, winter season was over. And so margins um, turned positive when the import prices fell. So um, last month, we saw um, pretty high um, PDH run rates, and we believe that the um, Chinese importers had stocked up um, in Q2 when prices were low, and they were still utilizing those products as of last month. So, um, so far, the overall Chinese demand has been strong. And then, of course, um, if we compare uh, propane to propylene, the, um, the margins look very bad, um, minus $100, $150, um, in, in, in discount um, in the red. However, if um, you were to look at propane to polypropylene, um, I believe that the, the losses are far smaller. I mean, like uh, we did a comparison last week, it was around minus um, $30, $50. So it's not, um, for many of these Chinese um, uh, PDH, they have this fully integrated system. So it's not merely just a propane to propylene, but uh, the full um, full chain. So um, they're actually not doing as badly um, than what we see on paper. Yeah, so I'm maybe the smaller the smaller PDH outfits <clears throat> who aren't fully integrated will suffer. Um, but for the uh, bigger mega projects, uh, they're, they're doing fine. Okay, understood. And then, um, as Esther mentioned just now about the and yourself about the continuation, the rise in imports into China. Um, I think one of the big questions that we see uh, in the market is: is there going to be this continuing overcapacity in 2024? Ultimately, it may be that those margins aren't quite so bad integrated, but they're still negative. Um, and when you talk to the market every day, what is the is there a big concern about this? Yes, <laughs> to I mean, to everybody, that has been a big concern. But then, um, to put it very simply and crudely, um, sometimes we ask, you know, are we testing the the how deep the the Chinese pockets are? <laughs> um, I mean, from what we we are hearing, right, it seems to be the PDH and crackers in um, Japan and Korea, Southeast Asia and Pakistan that could be taking a hit. Um, the projects there, right, um, seems to be delaying their new startups or discontinuing or perhaps even selling out their, their crackers or um, units because they are not able to compete with Chinese PDH and the new mega crackers who are now selling into markets that previously sold into Northeast Asia and Southeast Asia. You know, I mean, actually such overcapacity talk has been about since three years ago, right, when we hear of all these projects coming on stream, but it has yet to happen. 
Okay, mm. understand. So, so basically, uh, in a way, the answer is yes. Lots of concern, but this is concern that we've seen over a number of years, and and there's still growth in this market. Yes. Um, okay, and then um, if I can move uh, just to finish up, Esther. Um, we uh, just in terms of the the pricing uh, and so forth. Last year, we did a podcast which focused on the Argus uh, CFR Ningbo price um, or Argus Ningbo index ANI. Yep. Um, and we talked about why we launched that and the, the rationale between having some an alternative tool to the obviously widely used um, AFEI Argus Far East index. Mm -hmm. um, are there any updates on um, on that price? Well, I um, I have to say that since that last podcast I did with you and we talked about the reasons and the rationale for the new index, we've done a lot of work. Um, with the support uh, from the market, we have gone out and um, consulted and, and um, basically made uh, amendments and updates to the existing contract, the Argus Ningbo contract, uh, with the support and help um, from the market participants. We were able to um, you know, finish the latest version of the Argus Ningbo contract, version 3.0, which we just um, you know, made available to the market um, two, two weeks ago. Um, and it is published and available on our website to anyone who wishes to download it. Uh, we believe that the contract is relevant um, and it is, um, you know, relevant to how the, the Chinese market is trading today. Um, as a result, we also have seen a few uh, key Chinese uh, importers and stakeholders uh, indicating for the Argus Ningbo Index um, as part of the pricing formula in the term and spot tenders. Um, and we have confirmed uh, sellers who have made offers uh, based on the Argus Ningbo Index. Um, so we believe that it is a matter of time um, that this index will be uh, utilized, we hope. Um, and also just to add um, that the ANI, the Argus Ningbo Index, is already listed as a paper swap uh, with ICE exchange. Um, and um, and yeah, so we, we are very hopeful that um, slowly but surely uh, the, the index and the contract will eventually get used uh, in the near future. And um, I would just like to add, we have um, uh, the Argus LPG Forum coming up in November the 2nd uh, in Shanghai. And we'll take the chance at that time um, to speak about to speak more about the index and the contract directly um, to our Chinese um, customers and buyers. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks uh, very much, Esther, for that. And yeah, just to note uh, on that forum, so just to, to recap, that is the 2nd of November in Shanghai. That is a completely uh, free event. So anybody who wants to come, uh, come along, um, I expect we'll have a very good turnout uh, to that for, from both the, the local market and also um, from the international market as well. So it'd be great to see as many of our listeners there and we'll be happy to catch up with you in person. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We'll stop there for today. So, um, and uh, I'm sure we'll check in again on the latest on the Asian market. So, uh, bye bye to Esther and Francis, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, bye. David. <laughs>